0: Albuquerque's <laughs> macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk.
1: 4.05, Wednesday afternoon, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of
0: Talk, on AM 1600, KFDA, 93.7 FM, on the web, the app, rockoftalk.com, 550, 5500, here, your texts and calls accepted here. As, uh, we had a great call yesterday from uh, Susan. She's from Stage 4 Cancer. And a lot of you just continue to
1: give me more and more texts and calls out today. day. So Susan, we're thinking of you and everybody
0: who's going through a tough time and uh, dealing with a lot of things. I think it's a tough time for everybody, even tongue-in-cheek. Uh, from the standpoint of having to deal with the Democrat National Committee, Dowda, Dowda, Moscow here to my left, Dow, good afternoon. Well, also, of course,
1: we all send our, our best wishes to Susan, but also a uh, shout-out to our friend Frank in Corrales, my, my fellow Corraleno, who emailed me the information that he had compiled about
0: the village's
1: violations of the First Amendment rights of people to post political signs on their private property. So uh, thanks much, Frank. I got your information, and uh, I will be uh, looking looking further into this.
0: Critical uh, conversation had yesterday because that conversation just isn't happening in Corrales. It's just happening all around Oh yeah, political suppression.
1: Yeah, uh, and basically, folks, if you live in any community in New Mexico, and we have listeners who aren't even in New Mexico, we have listeners all over the country. It uh, does not apply to my sister in Scotland lis- listening right now, but oh, the man. U.S. Supreme Court in 1994 basically ruled that these time limits, okay, oh, you can't post any political, any campaign sites, so been listed 60 days or 40 days or 10 days completely unconstitutional. You can look it up for yourself. It was a case out of Missouri in 1994, the decision written by John Paul Stevens. Now, governments at the municipal level can regulate the size of signs uh, for safety purposes. You know, you can't put a 30 foot sign up next to the road blocking you know, traffic and the view and that kind of stuff. So they can regulate the size. They can't regulate the content and they can't regulate the timing on your own property. In other words, you want to put that big Donald Trump sign up, uh, a uh, 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 campaign sign, a standard campaign sign. Go ahead and do it. They can't. They have no constitutional authority to take that thing down.
0: That's all you need to know for this campaign season. Represent folks. Go get those campaign signs. Don't let anybody tell you that you that that you have to take them down, yep. that there's some sort of ordinance or whatever. What do they call a law in a village? Uh, ordinance, yeah. Ordinance, same thing. Okay, so uh, th- there's nothing that they can come. They can't intimidate you. And take photos, put that information out there, get a camera, you know, as you saw with a number of uh, different Trump supporters who went out and decided to film them and turned on the voltage and you saw what happened. <laughs> now, you, you, you have to you have to press back and push back where you can. There's it's nothing good. political, nothing
1: ideological about right. this. One, one of the one things, things that I ran, I ran into, into researching the Supreme Court decision last night was the Massachusetts ACLU, Michael Dukakis, Massachusetts ACLU sending letters to local governments in the Bay State saying, guys, your these ordinances are unconstitutional. You may not like what people are putting up, but you have no control over them. So if the Massachusetts ACLU agrees with MAGA people and Libertarian people, okay, the issue is settled. They have no ability to control your signs based on how close to the election we are. Nonsense.
0: Love that. And thanks for, for the, the research. research I, I think, think it's, it's really, really important. important. So, so again, again you guys uh, stand, stand from, from, Thanks again, again to, uh, uh, Frank, Frank works. Works. Uh, Great uh, to was his uh, information, and and we yeah, finally, finally got around to around actually, actually putting, putting that out, out there. there. And, and folks, uh, we did, did have a little, little bit of a problem with the AM radio AM station. I want to let you, uh, say, AM AM wanna wanna let you uh, say you guys can always say, say Hey Siri, uh, play ABQ. A-B-Q. Oh, i got to shut, shut this off, off, right? right? So this is going to start playing. Hey Siri, play ABQ FM.
1: Hey Siri, play Kiva Radio. K-I-V-A Radio.
0: These are things you can do. Okay Google, you can do the same thing with Alexa and... You can do the same thing with Alexa as well as, yeah, Alexa, Siri, and and OK Google. Those are the three. So there you go. I got to make sure I'm not saying it so that we're not all running a bunch of radios here in the heat. All right. So a bunch of stuff that we've got to get to. We haven't gotten to half the topics we want to talk about this week, but we do (laughs) need to talk about the Democratic National Committee since Joe Biden has basically been uh, nominated at this point. He's officially nominated. You heard some of the broadcast today of Sean Hannity, and what was really interesting is Bill O'Reilly was on there talking about how Joe Biden is going through his rehearsals, and he's not doing very well. The feedback coming from the rehearsals is that he is actually stumbling and fumbling all the way through it. He's not prime time ready, so it looks like he is going to go live. Today is a big day. We should be carrying uh, the, the Trump speech. In fact, uh, we may do that here in our next segment, just so we can hear. It's been a long time since people here in the Kiva had had heard from Trump. But Kamala Harris is on tonight. I believe Barack Obama is on tonight. Is that correct? I believe so. And, and then
1: our Michelle, governor.
0: Yeah, Michelle Lujan Grisham. So they're putting them uh, all in. I don't know how many minutes uh, for each one. But uh, tell us a little bit about Biden, uh, what you've learned, because there was a lot of awkward moments that were happening, including everything from the comments being left open. I mean, there's a lot of people who are creeping the DNC. And Forty eight percent. Forty eight percent is what it was down yesterday year or, or convention over last convention. Oof. And then 40 percent on the first night. Uh, could we possibly take a bigger drop? Not likely with Barack Obama, Kamala Harris. And well, I'm not going to give uh, Michelle Luhan Grisham any credit for holding any sort of audience. Uh, but uh, there you go. What can you tell us about <laughs> Joe Biden? Uh,
1: well, you know, I, I haven't I. Long ago, I gave up on conventions because they're not nothing really important happens at these things. They're mostly just speeches. But I got to give it to a lot of the Republicans who were scoring on, on on last night's events. This is a coverage by Fox. Dozens of Democrats offered virtual applause from their own living room to the tune of Cool and the Gang's classic hit "Celebration" as both Biden and his wife were surprised by their grandchildren who popped in with flying <laughs> streamers on the Zoom. But however, GOP critics highlighted Biden's awkward nomination acceptance. Joe Biden is asking himself. What just happened, Trump senior campaign advisor Mercedes Schlapp quipped. Was it just awkward or did Joe Biden realize he actually became the nominee the Democratic <laughs> Party, said former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer, uh, according to Mitch McConnell, chief of staff. The Biden acceptance was as awkward as you thought it could be. Uh, and then finally, Trump campaign rapid response director Abigail Marone. He literally has no idea what's going on. And I tell you, when you become a joke, you know, Michael Dukakis became a joke. Uh, uh, you know, Bob Dole was a bit of a joke when, when, when you're a subject of scorn because you're out of touch because you're old in Biden's case. I mean, clearly the man is in early dementia, maybe mid range dementia. Um, and of course these are p- political partisans doing this, but other people are seeing this and noticing this kind of stuff. So, um, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I traditionally the polling helps you when when you get out of your convention, people used to pay much more attention to these conventions. you got a polling bump. Um, as you say, the numbers are way, way down. The choreography of this is weird. Your nominee is out to lunch. Um, uh, uh, there's an article, I think, who ran this. This was a Daily Caller. They didn't. They allowed comments on one of their feeds. So a lot of pro-Trump people were able to come in and write pro-Trump comments while the Democratic National Convention was being streamed. Americans for Trump, Teleprompter National Convention, people posting all these kind of snarky comments. Uh, and eventually, of course, they, they figured out what was going on. So, I, you know, they're not going to get the kind of traditional bump out of this thing. I don't know what's going to, who knows what's going to happen when the Republicans do theirs, but um, we're seeing it's close in in swing states. The convention bump, I very much doubt they're going to get that. This election, I know the mainstream media want you to think it's over, folks. This election is very, very far from over. Um, Well, they're
0: trying to put it away. I don't know that they want you to uh, think that it's over. They want you to think that Joe Biden and the Democrats are dominating. And I see a lot of fracturing. Obviously the progressive left, nine minutes for Sanders, a minute, uh, I believe for AOC, Very uh, I haven't even bothered to watch any of it yeah. and neither have, have you. If you were interested in 2016, uh, there's one out of two of you who are, who isn't interested in 2020. So I'm not really sure where they think that they're resonating with, but within the echo chamber, everything resonates mm-hmm. and they're not growing, mm-hmm. they're not attracting, they're not bringing in new people. And I think the, the real problem is because they're so fractured. uh, Ideologically, when you look at the progressives splitting from the old blue dog Democrats, this is the blue dog Democrats' last uh, foray into all of it, and there you see the blue dog Democrat who has become a progressive, much like Michelle Lujan Grisham. That morphing that happened to her in 2016 Mm. in reaction to Trump was to become more radicalized. She was probably one of the first and early adopters leading the Hispanic caucus, didn't uh, pass any bills, didn't introduce any meaningful legislation, really accomplished nothing. And you could say the same for the rest of her ilk that are up in Washington, D.C., all 230 of the other Democrats that are up there. They're not accomplishing anything except for whining, moaning, bitching about what's happening. And what's been happening is nothing but good for the last three years. If you look at the new country that we had based upon the previous eight years, the eight years of Biden, Obama, and Biden wants to be president again or or be in the executive uh, branch again, And We had three years of Donald Trump who has never, ever been elected to anything and ran the country as a business, which is something that you and everybody else has always wanted. At some point in your life, if you're listening to this program, if you are someone who is a rational actor and you don't care about political parties, at some point in your life, you actually said, you know what? It would just be nice. I'm tired of the politics. I wish somebody would run this country like a business. What's happened in 2020? We had this sort of sewing machine, very easy, easily repetitious. You know, we could depend upon the president. We felt the strength. And and, and you've got a lot of people trying to undermine him. We were confident. It was regimented. It was disciplined. With Biden and Obama, you didn't have that. And why was it regimented and disciplined? Because it wasn't a politician, Politicians are bsers. That's not what you want. They're not going to get anything done. You got tired of sending the same old, same old to Washington, D.C., or to Santa Fe and not accomplishing anything. So remind yourself of these things. These are uh, little lessons that you've known forever. You just have to go back in the you know, crevices of your mind, and you need to remember, this is something that we all wanted. We wanted, when can one of us go to Washington, uh, Washington D.C., and be president or senator? And there you go. There you have it in uh, Donald Trump. 550, 50, 500. I want to, again, for those of you who are looking to get involved, get a sign, figure out the next five to seven days in the next 60 that you can donate, that you can give to your candidates. Whether you like them or not, please listen to me, okay? And especially the House House rep uh, here locally going to Santa Fe and Senate rep, please get involved with those candidacies. They need you to knock doors. Call your Republican, okay, or in the case of a, a Libertarian or Independent, if you don't have a Republican, which I don't know where that's at. Or horrible article attacking Libertarians today yeah, nasty that I stuff. would uh, love to have nasty you comment on a little stuff. bit later. Yeah. It's just unnecessary. This is the bullying that, that happens with the Democrats. Remember, they occupy all the seats, but please take five to seven days and get involved. Please plant a sign in your front yard, okay? Please represent those. Uh, Mark Ronchetti has his television ads coming out. I, he has got, he's got $1.6 million versus the $6.3 million. Uh, let's turn that money into something that it, we all know we hate the Lujans. We all know that we hate the Democrats uh, that are out there. But let's convert some of those Democrats into independents and Republicans in, in terms of voting. They don't have to be that for registration. But let them know that, you know, you're here and we've got other candidates. Uh, I'm glad to see that Mark Ronchetti's ads are going out on television today. I think that that's big for everybody else down ticket. Go help Mark Ronchetti. Go help your Congressional District 1 candidate, uh, Michelle Garcia-Holmes. Go help uh, um, uh, Martinez-Johnson. These are things that you have to do. Get involved, please, folks. This republic depends upon it with uh, 76 days until the election. The Democrats are amped up. I better see you out there doing something Uh, by next Monday, whatever time you can possibly afford. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. We'll talk more about the DNC. We'll also talk about the economy that's been bouncing back. You wouldn't know it by listening to mainstream media. Just down, down, things are going to get worse and worse. And I'm not so sure. Uh, Regardless of the outcome of the election, uh, I really think that the economy is going to start to pick up. Whether it picks up slow fast with Biden or really fast with uh, uh, Donald Trump, that remains to be seen. And I think there's going to be a lot more people who are going to be modifying what they're doing going forward in terms of adapting to the new economy. 419 here in the Kiva on AM 1600, KIVA 93.7 FM. The web, the app, rockoftalk.com. You can say, hey, Alexa. Okay, Google. Hey, Siri. Play KIVA Radio.